We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. And keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Submit a brief review. That would be very helpful for us. Uh, tonight, we are having our final college football playoff Tuesday night ranking show. Brian Driscoll is here from Irish Breakdown. We've got a live show going on YouTube, our YouTube channel, CFB Nation channel right now. Uh, Brian's going to help us talk through the new, the latest top 25. Uh, Brian, welcome in. Thanks for having me. I'm enjoying it. Are we going to do a breakdown of the playoff teams next week after after that one? Are we going to do that? Because I'm looking forward to looking forward to the chaos this weekend. And we are definitely going to have a show on Sunday. Bill and I were talking about Sunday. We've got sporting news responsibilities when they first come out. So I don't know if it'll be live, like tight to the show, <clears throat> excuse me, like this is. But we definitely are planning on doing something Sunday afternoon. And yeah, Can I come? I Can I be part? Oh, I hope you're free. Yeah, right, that would be right, great. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, so let's go through the 25 to 1 real quick. Uh, Not too many surprises, not too many changes, of course. Uh, But number 25 is Kansas State, 24 Liberty, 23 Clemson, 22 Tulane, 21 Tennessee. Stays unchanged. Uh, Number 20, Oregon State is down four after their loss to Oregon. 19, NC State, 18, Oklahoma State. They're in action this weekend. Number 17, Notre Dame. Number 16, Iowa, after their riveting win over Nebraska. Number 15, Arizona. 14, Louisville. They dropped from 10 to 14 after losing to Kentucky. Uh, 13 is LSU. 12, Oklahoma. 11, Ole Miss. Then we get to the top 10. It's uh, number 10, Penn State. Number 9, Missouri. And then the top eight, which Reese Davis just said has not changed the teams have not changed. The orders have changed a little bit, but the teams have not changed the entire uh, five weeks that they've done this. So number eight, checking in Alabama. Number seven, Texas. Number six, Ohio State. Number five, Oregon. Number four, Florida State. 
Number three, Washington, two, Michigan, and one, Georgia. The question was, how far will Ohio State fall? They fell to number six. Bill, is that about the right spot? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, you're muted, Bill. We can't hear you. Well, because I'm have I was muted because I was making Grant turn the fan down in the office without making any noise. So honesty is nice. Um, I was debating that the whole drive home from Ann Arbor where they would land, and I honestly thought it would be six or seven. If it's kind of you're just it's a placeholder for now if Texas wins because Texas will be ranked ahead of them next week. But I think six is a reasonable landing spot for the Buckeyes right now. Okay. And Brian, what about you? I mean, that, really, that was the only thing I was wa- watching for. You might have been watching for something else, but you're muted too, Brian. Holy mackerel. I know, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to type the Notre Dame story about the top 25 and, you know, and also be the show. I am, I apologize, and I like to be like Bill. That's always a goal of mine. I want to be like Bill. <laughs> um, I, if you're going to go, okay, we're not, we're not going to focus on what happened most recently and, and all those type of things. And, you know, you don't drop Ohio state down just because they lost most recently. Right. I just, I just still think the overall resume for Texas is better, but when you look at the committee ranking there, it, it's, it's not going to be that much better because of the fact that they've overrated Ohio state, or I mean, excuse me, Penn state the way that they have, because you say, well, Texas has the better win. They went on the road and beat number eight, Alabama. And you say, well, Penn State or Ohio State beat number 10 Penn State and number 17 Notre Dame and kind of make the argument that way. I just don't think Penn State should be that high. I, I personally would have Texas ahead of Ohio State, but I think also at the end of the day, if Oklahoma, if Texas beats Oklahoma State this weekend, that'll probably be the justification to move them up. I just – I'd say do it now, and then you can move Ohio State back up. I just – I don't think Ohio State, to me, should be six. But, I mean, we're talking six for seven. It's not that – it's not right. like they should be nine or ten or something like that. It's, it's And the it committee weigh, uh, weighs the importance of a conference championship. So, if Texas does jump right. up – They'll jump then, back up. Yeah. yeah, obviously they will They will be in the right spot. So, 
Yeah. So uh, before we get into what I want to do for the show tonight, all right, let's do a little Trochi trivia. I understand there was Trochi trivia in my absence last week, Bill. You didn't tell me that. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a little Trochi trivia question. So we are entering championship weekend. All right. And the furthest a team has come from outside the top four to land inside the top four at this point in the season is number six. And it was done by two different teams. And I want to see if you can guess the teams and the year that they did it. Okay. So twice a team, no one's ever jumped from seven or worse. So uh, Texas and Alabama, they got to be a little nervous. So they'll be making history if they jump into the top four this weekend, but it's still possible. Uh, but two teams have come in from number six to make it. And uh, in the final week, you're talking about the final week, right? Correct. Okay. And the, they made the bracket from number six. They were six before championship weekend. They made the bracket. I think, so. I, think I know the answer to this one. Okay. But I won't, okay. I won't say, I, I'll learn my lesson. Not That's right. We'll, uh, we'll answer it at the end of the show. Uh, keep, keep folks on the edge of their seat. So, all right. So the exercise I want to go through with you guys is I want to go through some scenarios where we have basically three slam dunk bids after the action this weekend, three no doubters. And then the fourth spot comes down to two different teams and we'll have a debate on who gets that fourth spot uh, given the results that we're kind of, kind of make up here. So uh, my first debate, so let's say, we the three teams Michigan, Washington, Florida State. They all win. They all stay undefeated. No doubt about it. We've got Alabama beats Georgia. We've got Texas beating Oklahoma State. This is the debate that I think is the nightmare scenario for the committee. It's the one everyone's talking about. If you keep the three undefeated teams in and it comes down to 12 and 1 Alabama and 12 and 1 Texas, Brian, which one are you? Which where are you lean? Where are you leaning? I'd have to go with Texas, and and I think Alabama has the overall better resume, top to bottom. But I do think it's close enough that the fact that Texas has the better would have the better win at that point in time, where they would have beaten Alabama. Well, Alabama uh, would have beaten Georgia. Yeah, but Georgia's going to fall, right? Because if you look at where they were when they played, Texas beat I think what number three, Bama. Right. So it'd be, you know, kind of about where they play. Georgia would fall out of the top four in your scenario. Your scenario is true. Uh, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State are all in. Right. Correct. And then now it comes down to number four, Texas, and number five, Bama, or vice versa, which means Georgia would now be six. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then they would have the better win. And they did it on the road where Bama's win came on a neutral field. That matters to me. Uh, I would, I would go with Texas. I think Texas is has proven that they can deal with injuries, overcome and, and get through those injuries and still go out and play well. Whereas when you watch what Florida State looked like in their one game without their quarterback, they looked pretty bad. You know, where, where Texas would be able to go win two games without Quinn, without, uh, Quinn Ewers. They've, they've looked pretty good offensively without Jonathan Brooks. They've run the ball very well. Their highly ranked young backs are, are, are playing well. I, I would go with Texas. Um, I, it wouldn't be a slam dunk for me. Because right. I do think top to bottom, Alabama's resume looks better. But also when you put the eye test in, I just haven't been nearly as impressed with Alabama. The, the impressive wins they've had were anomalies compared to how they've played most weeks. There's a lot more ugly wins on their schedule, including recently, than there are really like, wow, what a they looked really good in that game. They just haven't looked that good to me. Well, I think what would happen here is Texas should go. 
if Texas doesn't go in this situation, I never want to hear about a September game again because that means those results wouldn't matter. Which is sad. You would say, why would I, if I was Texas and I don't go in that situation, and I know they're going to the SEC, but why would I ever schedule anybody but three group of five schools? Because these games don't matter then. That's the precedent you're sending there. Two, so let's say this scenario pre- happens and Nick Saban does that first sports center call like he always does or the halftime of the Big Ten championship call. If I'm him, I almost don't target Texas. I would start targeting Florida State and say, I mean, we would look at Tate Rodemaker. He completed 50% of his passes. They can't even run the football. We would beat them by 30. So maybe target that one in the committee just to see, because I, I still don't, I'll believe it when I see it that they leave an SEC champion out. But in this scenario, the right thing to do would be to do that. Which would be astounding since they've won, what, 13 out of the last 17 or some crazy number I don't have in front of me. But it's something like that to have a four-team tournament without the SEC champion in. And it's Alabama, and they only have one loss. I mean, it's just hard to fathom, really. And if you're the SEC commissioner – I mean, this is going to sound silly, but if you're the SEC commissioner, it's not actually that bad if it plays out this way since the team that got in over you is coming to your league next year. It adds intrigue to like, uh uh-oh, you know, look what we're adding next year. Not only is it Texas and Oklahoma, but Texas was a playoff team and they did all this. It actually creates some, some, uh, you know, they're going to have some great promos for that for ESPN next year when you talk about some of those SEC games. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's a little bit small of a consolation. View. I feel like yeah. that would be a small consolation. Well, he's looking at it from a business standpoint, right? Yeah. He's a businessman. And it's not just about maybe what's best for us this year, but what's best for us long-term. And getting a legitimate Texas into your conference is just going to make your conference look that much better, which then helps you with when you're, when you're jockeying for – more of the shares of the 12 team playoff in future years. So if you're a businessman, you're always kind of thinking ahead and, you know, I'll give that guy credit. He, he he's, I don't like the moves he's made because I think it's not good for the game, but from a business standpoint, it, he's made some pretty savvy moves in, in a few right. years. That was just, can you imagine a 12 and one Alabama, 12 and one Georgia, neither yeah. of them getting the playoff. I, I, let me, well, let me, uh, no, I, we'll fo- I'll follow your script. Okay. I just had a, kind yeah, of a question go. about, about that, but yeah, go ahead. Scenario number two. Georgia wins in, Michigan wins in, Oregon wins, get them in. And let's say Texas loses, take themselves out of it. Let's say Florida State loses, takes takes themselves out of it. Fourth spot, 12 and 1 Washington with a loss to Oregon versus 11 and 1 Ohio State. Neither team is a pat, is a conference champion, but the way it shakes out, there's one bid left. And those are the two teams standing. Uh, Bill, you kick us off on this one. Who do you go with if it's two non non champions in twelve and one Washington, eleven and one Ohio State? Well, this whole scenario with if it's if Washington beats Oregon, this scenario means Ohio State backs backs into the college football playoff. It's entirely possible. And but for the sake of this script. What it's what they should do versus what they will do. What they should do depend if it's a say it's Oregon Washington 36 33 again, but other way, they should take Washington because they had to put something on the table this week. You know, Ohio State's what they've done twice somehow not play on conference championship weekend and, and slide into that number four spot. And they could, but they'll take Ohio State, they'll take the Buckeyes, they'll justify it with something to the effect of, oh, they were on the road and. 
we liked what we saw and they were one drive away and you know they have the big victories against Notre Dame and Penn State and and they'll put the Buckeyes in the playoff and they'll make a rematch against Georgia and then they'll do Michigan and Oregon in the Rose Bowl and the other one. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at Washington's resume, they've got the win over Oregon State, which just barely held on in the top 25. But they also have an Arizona win and they have an Oregon win where Ohio State's hanging their hat on Penn State and Notre Dame. So they got they're similar. And speaking of of one drive games, that would also be part of Ohio State's resume against Notre Dame is. Right. You you, you were one yard away with 10 defensive players in the field and you barely got in from (laughs) With with right. that, but yes, they were the tougher team against those ten players, though. That's yes, they were. they were. They were. What's your are. choice on the Washington Ohio State debate? Should that should that bubble up? Well, I, I don't know what the committee will do. I'll, I'll kind of go with what they should do, and what they should do is is the, to me that's of all the scenarios you've looked at, that's the easiest. This one's the easiest because, to your point, Washington's resume to me is far better because Ohio State does not have a win that comes close to what Washington's best win would be, which would be over number three, Oregon, which they did in the regular season. And to your point, you know, they would also have a win, you know, Bill, you, uh, Trocha, you pointed this out. They'd also have a win over, over number 15, Arizona. They would have a win over number 20, Oregon state. So, you know, they, they would have the better overall resume. They would have at least won their division. Well, actually they don't have divisions, right? But they would have at least gotten that 12 in a regular season. I don't think Ohio State gets in in that situation or should get in. I, I don't know what the committee will do. I also thought TCU probably should have got in over Ohio State you know, back in 2014, so who knows what the committee will do. But what they should do in that scenario is, is take Washington, and it really even shouldn't even be a debate. I mean, that doesn't mean that they can't find a way to spin it, Bill. I'm not pushing back against what you said because the way that they've done rankings this year, I don't have a freaking clue what they're going to do. <laughs> well, what they should do, in my opinion, is, is to me – you don't get punished, just like last year with TCU. You don't punish a team because they lost in their championship game and reward a team that didn't play in their championship game. That's kind of right. the way I look at it. There right. should be, like, here in the Columbus area, I mean, so many business opportunities for, like, door companies and back doors and, and sliding into the playoff. I mean, just so many sales they could pull off that with that when that happens. I, I agree with you. I think Washington, in this, for the sake of that discussion, Washington should go – Okay, but but Ohio State would. The the uh, only so, exception is if Oregon smashes Washington, right? Like that would because I'm a believer that if you get blown out, unless there's just no other legitimate option, or your resume overall is so strong, like Georgia's was in 2017, where they got they got a payback over the team that blew them out early. But if you get blown out in your conference championship game, you, you don't serve in. That's the only caveat. And I mean blowout. I mean like three plus touchdowns and you're yeah. never competitive. It'd have yeah. to be something like that. Now, one thing to keep in mind on Washington's resume is they have six one score wins this year. So they, they win. Ohio they State's won, got their they fair share been of... overly impressive. I mean if when you stack up I mean I'll talk about this on tomorrow's our weekend preview show. Tune into that one everybody. Mm. Um if you stack up the common opponents between Washington and Oregon Oregon blew everyone away, and Washington barely beat everybody. So it's interesting to to look at that. I didn't realize but they did beat Oregon. Just how close it yeah. was. They did beat Oregon. But if we're points. talking about comparing them to Ohio, Oregon State's missed a field goal in the yeah. last play of the game. They won by three points. So if but um, if we're comparing them to Ohio State's resume, I mean Ohio State's got their fair share of of close yeah, ugly wins. Well. You're right. Right. They do. They do. All right. 
Scenario number three, Georgia wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. Florida State wins, they stay undefeated. And it boils down to uh, Oregon beats Washington and Texas wins. So the fourth spot comes down to Oregon, 12-1 and Oregon versus 12-1 and Texas. This is another interesting debate. Two conference champions. Uh, you look at the resumes, you look at how they're playing. I think this is this is a tough scenario for the committee if it arises. So we got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, all stay undefeated. And then you got 12 and 1 Oregon and 12 and 1 Texas. Brian, what do you think? I think this one is actually somewhat of a an easy one for me as well. I'd like Texas a lot. I think Texas had a really good year. I think when you look at Oregon, if they beat Washington, you're talking about a team that's ending the season red hot, blew out Utah, beat USC convincingly, although you know USC scored late to make it closer, blew out Arizona State, blew out a really good Oregon State team, and then you go beat a, a really scrappy Washington team, I don't care by how many points, <clears throat> you're talking about a football team that, that's got, to me, a, a very good resume, and they're finishing strong. And we've seen in the past, like when you go back to 2015, where Oklahoma had like a bad early season loss, but they finished really strong. They weren't just winning, but they were winning impressively. That they'll kind of reward that, that you're playing well now. And not that Texas isn't playing well now either, but to me, Texas's resume just wouldn't, overall resume wouldn't be as strong, where Utah or Oregon's banking on, look, we beat a, a top 25 Oregon State team. We beat a top five Washington team. You know, we beat a Utah team that was ranked a bunch. I think whereas Wash, you know, Texas's resume is we beat Bama and that's it. That's that's their resume basically, other than a, a win over a you know borderline top four loss, top twenty five Oklahoma State team. This is the one. Yeah, this is the one that I think is going to happen. I think Ooh. all the favorites are going to win this weekend. So, and, and maybe one of them gets knocked off, I suppose. And it would probably be Florida state would be my first pick to get knocked off right now. I don't Mm -hmm. think Georgia or Michigan's going to lose. I do think Oregon wins the rematch. Vegas clearly thinks that too. And um, Texas, Oklahoma state could get weird. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do think Texas will win, but Oklahoma state's beat them the last two years. So in this scenario, they're going to take Oregon. They're going to take Oregon. They're going to put them against Georgia. They're going to sell Dan Lanning versus Kirby smart too. And this is a break for Michigan, honestly, because you catch Florida State with a backup quarterback, then there's no excuse for the Wolverines in the Rose Bowl. So, uh, yeah, this this of the nine scenarios we sketched out at Sporting News today, this is the one I think is going to happen. The one thing about Oklahoma, uh, sorry, Oregon's resume is they don't have that win over Arizona. They didn't play Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, the committee left Kansas State in there at 25. So you got to uh, you got to. Technically a top 25 win. I mean, Kansas State's a good team. Those, they, I yeah. forgot that they're top 25. Yeah. They are top oh, 25, yeah. Kansas State. Then you've got Oklahoma State. Then you've got Alabama uh, as wins that Texas can try to hang their hat on a little bit. And, you know, Oregon's got, you know, Oregon State, like you mentioned. They'll have Washington. And that's it. But the thing is, like I mentioned, they got tons of blowouts. They got they yeah. have looked really, really strong. They might have the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Like, there's a reason why they lost the first game and they're nine and a half point favorites. Yeah. Can I ask a question of you guys? So, Bill, you, you, I heard you correctly. You're, you, in that scenario, you think Oregon? Yeah. Get, 
would get in, right? Can I ask you guys this? What happens? Because we all we've talked about how style points do factor in. What if Texas or Oregon wins in a similar game to what happened last time? You know, back and forth game they win, and Texas just goes out there and annihilates Oklahoma State. Does that change your your? Because it would it would a little bit for me. Does that yep. change your calculation at all? Me, yes, because the, I've seen it before. And Texas is playing really good football right now. I mean, they destroyed Texas Tech. They have. I think you mentioned something earlier where they they had lose. some funky games before the Texas Tech game, though. I mean, he, they they well, blew out Texas Tech, but Houston was kind of close. TCU was kind of close. Well, Kansas T- State went TCU, over. You, TCU could look at and say that they played that game without Quinn Ewers, I believe, right? Was that- I mean, they've lost Brooks, they've lost Ewers, they've had one-score games, but they went to Ames when we were like, oh, funky stuff could happen in Ames, and they yeah. won easily. That last week, they just annihilated Texas yeah, Tech. They did. So, so I don't know if these are good teams, but I know Texas te- Texas is taking care of their business. And if they were to go out and beat a really inconsistent Oklahoma State team by like 52, to like TCU did Iowa State the one year, and still didn't get in, but they, uh, they, that would get my attention for sure. Especially if Oregon Washington's like a crappy game. Yeah. That's going to well, be a really and, hard debate. And that Iowa state team that they beat 55 to three that year wasn't very good. And Ohio right. state beat a really good Oklahoma or Wisconsin team 59 to nothing. So like it was a similar margin of victory, but right. Iowa state stunk and Wisconsin was the big 10 title game where in this scenario, to your point, Bill, the, the difference between that 14 scenario would be, this is actually a top 25 nine win Oklahoma state team, right? Uh, which, which would make it interesting. But uh, the other thing too is, is how do they, how do they look at the common opponent between Oregon and Texas? There is a common opponent or Texas beat Oklahoma or um, Oregon beat Texas tech in September by eight in a game. They trailed a big chunk of that game where Texas beat Texas tech by 50. Right. And again, one was in September one was in November, but at the same time, like, you have to look at that. You know, Oregon looked pretty average against Texas Tech, where where Texas just went out there without their star running back and just and it was over by halftime, guys. It wasn't like they piled it on late, like some of Penn State's win this year. You know, losing got in. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like <laughs> they, 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 it wasn't like Penn State's had a couple blowout wins this year. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I watched that game. They scored like 28 in the fourth quarter, right? You know, right. where this was a game where it was like this was a butt kicking from start to finish. I mean, it was and an the, impressive the, performance. The Oregon Texas Tech one you mentioned, it was a one point game with about a minute to go, and Oregon yeah. got a pick six to yeah. make it eight. That wasn't good like, yeah, it was and Texas even... Tech like went for it on fourth down in their own territory in one of those drives that allowed an Oregon to get a score. I mean, it was a, I felt in a lot of ways, Texas Tech outplayed Oregon. Oregon just had better players at the end of the day, which is, is why I thought they came, you know, yeah. won the game. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. 
It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. All right, next scenario, we got Georgia winning. They're in. We've got Washington winning. They're on uh, win. They're undefeated. Florida State, they're in. They're undefeated. Iowa somehow pulls the upset. So Michigan is 12-1 and one versus Texas, who beats Oklahoma State. They are 12-1. and one. Do you boot, boot Michigan out? 12-1 and one Michigan, 12-1 and one Texas. Uh, Texas goes. The, the, and the, the committee will be like, thank you. Now we don't have yes. to answer questions about Michigan. <laughs> yes. yes. We don't have to talk about the investigation or sign yes. stealings or Connor Stallions or Chris Partridge or Jim Harbaugh or Sharon Moore or anything else. Dave Portney. Who else? You know, who am I leaving out? They don't have to talk about any of those guys. <laughs> they, they have to talk about Texas then. And they'll take that and run with it. The Big Ten will be mad. Um, this is probably the only scenario where the Big Ten gets left out. And I've looked at most of them. This is one where, you know, because it would be such a huge upset for Iowa to win because nobody, even our editor, Elliot Ponnell, really believes that uh, Iowa's going to win in this game. I think Iowa can compete. I mean, any Michigan fan will tell you they remember last year was a close game in the fourth quarter. They remember Chuck Long. Everybody remembers Chuck Long in the 1980s in a 12-10 football game between these two schools. So, But Iowa isn't a top-five team right now. I think Michigan takes care of business. But in this one, Texas. What he said. All right. What he said. I I agree. I think the only thing that happened is Iowa's defense and special teams are going to have to get them points. That's the only way they have a chance. I don't think it's going to be overly close. But in that scenario, I agree 100% with Bill. I think Texas gets in because then the committee doesn't have to answer a single freaking question. And it's easy It's easy to it's easy to, to state the case against Michigan. They played two good teams and then a bunch of nothing and lost to one of the worst offensive teams in college football. Well, Brandon, our, one of your commenters, he's right. They, we don't have to talk about Desmond Howard and who he's calling oh, out yes. before the games. We don't have to talk about any of that stuff. It'll be <laughs> yes. over. Michigan will yes. be gone. You know, and I'll be writing stories about if Jim Harbaugh is going to the Raiders or not. Right. 100%. All right. Next scenario, we got Michigan winning, like we think. Undefeated, they're in. Washington wins. They're undefeated. They're in. Florida State loses. They're out. Alabama beats Georgia. Okay. They're in. And we've got Texas, 12-1 and Texas. Let's say they win. And then 12-1 and Georgia. They lose to Alabama. So this fourth spot, we got three spots locked up with Michigan, Washington, and Alabama. And we've got to debate a 12 and 1 Big 12 champ, Texas, 12 and 1 Georgia. Who's goes first? You go. I went Brian, yeah. What should happen is Texas should get in over Georgia. And and I don't really fault Georgia for this. I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a year of the champ until somebody beats a guy, but then somebody would have beat him. 
right? And then you look at the overall resume, and the overall resume is good, but it's not great, you know, and you'd have a common opponent between the two. You lost to Bama on a neutral field. Texas went to Bama and beat them by 10. So uh, to me, in that scenario, Texas should get in. Whether or not they will, I don't know, but Texas in that scenario should. Conference championship, head-to-head against a common opponent, you won, they lost. I I, I don't think it should be an easy discussion if you're talking about this year's teams. The only way it becomes a conversation is if you're like, well, they're the defending champs. You know that that that's a big that's a big drop though, right? That's a big drop from one to five, mm-hmm. versus you know, and the number seven team jumps you by beating a uh, whatever Oklahoma State's ranks twenty ish, right? Know? But but you you'd be looking at the whole raise. This is what they always say: we're looking at the whole resume, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes a loss can 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 greatly shake up your resume. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, the resume at this point right. is ninety five percent done, and there's six spots ahead of them. Right. You know, I understand that. I get that, yeah, but, yeah. but but if you look at it again, it's the particulars of who they lose to, because mm-hmm. who if Texas loses and we're having this conversation about who should get in, twelve, you know, let's say it's um, you know, let's say Florida State loses, right, and mm-hmm. you could say, hey, look, you know, we played LSU, you know, Bama played LSU, we beat them more convincingly than Bama did, whatever. That's a different type of argument, but we're talking about a team that we beat by ten at their place, the team that beat you on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. You have two top 25 wins, right? What is it, two, three? We have three, right? I mean, so it, it, in in most situations, Bill, I would agree with you that you don't see a team go from one to five, but there's just so much. But usually team doesn't go one to five because they're undefeated and the teams below them have losses. You're talking about there's four undefeated teams right now. One of them loses. And then, then you look at the the uniqueness of that of that matchup. Plus, Texas would have a conference championship. Bama or Georgia wouldn't. So, I'm not saying that's what committee would do. I'm saying I think that's what the committee should. Who do you, who you got, Bill? Between one, twelve and one Georgia and twelve and one Texas. You're muted again. See, uh, I, I'm just. It's <laughs> would and should, right? It's uh, would probably Georgia should Texas. Yeah. And that's what I think might happen there. I mean, they, I, I just, in my experience, the committee does value the conference championship sometimes too much. So maybe they would take Texas here. And as for a team dropping from one to seven, this is the consequence of having a weekend where all five conference championship games matter. Yeah. So there is going to be some dramatic movement. I mean, we sketched out a scenario today where Alabama could theoretically go from eight to one. Yeah, I mean, it would take a lot, but none of that would surprise me, though, because they're going to have to stack up these four teams one way or the other. And, you know, like Ohio State, for example, in this scenario that you sketched out, probably would fall to eight. And you'd be like, well, what happened? Well, or whichever two loss team there is. So they will stack them up by losses and they'll stock, stack them up by conference titles. And I just I've talked to Bill Hancock about this so many times, and he talks about how that that conference championship and that head-to-head matters. And in this case, yeah, Georgia would probably – they should fall all the way out. They should value Texas for being a conference champion. All right, and uh, as a reminder, no one outside of the top six has ever made the bracket. A conference the champion who beat the SEC out. champ. Yes, yeah, so they're in. Right, right, right. 
So, all right, last scenario, Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins. And now we've got Florida State wins and Texas wins. So, anyway, 12 and 1 Texas bumps 13 and 0 Florida State. No, and no. I'll start sloppy, sloppy sloppy win versus the blowout thing that you were talking about over yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah. They can't leave that. It's just because of the relationship with the conferences, right? Like how I, and well, I don't know if it was you or somebody else today, Bill said that they could do the move where I was talking, I did a lot of hits today and it was what, what if the committee puts Texas in here and just kind of, Oh, our bad, you know, we'll, we'll get this right when we go to 12 because they will never have to make this mistake again. You know what I mean? And they could cover it up that way, but I don't think it would happen. I think you would put the four unbeaten teams in. It's the right thing to do. It's not our job to, you know, Tate Rodemaker, as long as they win the game, he did his job. And this is the second most likely scenario this weekend. I I pointed to the one earlier that I think is going to happen. This is the other one that will probably happen. Where the the four unbeaten stay unbeaten. Yes, the difference too between the previous scenario is we were talking about two teams with us an equal record and two teams that both won conference championships, right? So they both have conference championships in this scenario, but they don't have equal records. And if Florida State beats the number 15 team in the country with their backup quarterback, I don't care if it's by a point, you have to you have to say, look, they they did what they needed to do, right? And we've seen them put teams with backup quarterbacks into the playoff before. Now the the, the difference is that backup quarterback won a Big Ten title game 59 to nothing, right? I mean, I, I get that. But if Florida State goes 13 and 0 and Texas is 12 and 1, and Florida State's resume is going to contain multiple top 25 wins, they beat they beat Clemson, who's what 21st now at Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat LSU on a neutral field by three touchdowns. They would have beat LSU on a neutral field. So they'd have three top 25 wins, and not a single one of them came on their home field. Mm-hmm. Like just the resumes aren't good. You'd you'd literally would have to say, we're not putting them in because Jordan Travis got hurt, even though they won their conference and have a better record. I and I just I just don't see how they could justify doing that. I I because I, yeah. I, I do think the committee also somewhat values their reputation. And and there's only so many moves you can make before you lose credibility. And when you lose credibility, people stop caring. People stop caring. They stop watching. And there's just a lot of business things that get impacted by them just making this type of a joke move where even though I disagreed with putting Ohio State in over TCU and I I, I felt it was because one program nobody cares about and one's a big-time program, you could at least look to it and say they beat Michigan and they blew out Wisconsin. Right. And the loss to Virginia Tech, that was a different team. They blew out Michigan on the Michigan State, a really good Michigan State team on the road late in the year. You could justify it. There's no justification. And TCU had a loss. There'd be no justification, in my opinion, outside of we don't think they can compete because their backup quarterback is hurt, even though they just beat an SEC team and won their conference championship over a top 15 team. I think there'd be a little bit of a fan mutiny. If that if that happened, in this yeah, the howls coming from Austin would be yeah. put them on a neutral field. Who are you going to favor? That I would be care. their argument. That I don't care. Do. I mean, yeah, right, but yeah. but that's a that's a we think scenario, right? right? You think that that would be the case, right? But you know, look at the end of the and here's here's what what if then Texas gets in, 
and upsets George in the first round. Now you get the howls of, from the SEC fans of they shouldn't have been in there in the first place. <laughs> right. I mean, like there's that domino right. effect, right? Is like they should have been in in the first place, and we got screwed because we, you know, we shouldn't, you know, whatever the case may be. So I would have that to me would be the least likely scenario because I I think the committee people are smart enough to realize there would be an absolute revolt and 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 yeah. incredible pushback if something you, like that happens. You damage your relationship with the ACC, essentially. And that's one of the power five. And they can't do that because they're going into this next stage. The ACC still do, does exist. I would argue it's the third wheel, maybe. I mean, you could say ACC, Big 12. I don't know which conference is stronger right ACC. now. ACC. Yeah. I mean, not Especially by... Especially moving forward when they take yeah. Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12. Right. So I think there's your third. And you're just not going to there would be a lot of distrust there. So I, I do think that we'll take Florida state. I know the argument's going to be about the spreads and what they would be, but the, and Nick Saban likes that argument too this weekend. Um, but that's not how it's done. It's done by Heather Dinich explains this very well for ESPN. Cause she's in that room a lot where that's not how they operate. They're going to take the 13 and 0 team. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in that scenario, Bill, a two-loss Alabama team is probably favored on a neutral field over Florida State. So do we now take Bama Right. in right. that scenario? A two-loss Oregon team would probably be favored over Florida State without Jordan Travis. So do we take Oregon? Right. Like So if we're going to do the whole who'd be favored thing, we can kind of do this all day. Right. right. It's what their resume is what it is as opposed to what we think might happen. Because, again, who was favored when Texas played at Alabama? Who was favored? Alabama was. Who won? Exactly. Texas did. I told you two weeks ago Alabama would be favored against Florida State, and that was before the Jordan Travis injury. You just didn't listen to me. (laughs) I I never said I didn't believe you. I said I don't care, and I still don't care. (laughs) All right, well, let's get back to the trivia answer, then we'll let you get off the microphone, Brian. You've been on for about five hours a day. At least. Apparently. um, (laughs) Well, we we did a show today, and then in the middle of the show, it breaks that a, a Notre Dame assistant coach got fired. So we uh, we <laughs> we had a lot to talk about uh, sure. in today's show. So yes, it was uh, it's quite a quite a day, quite a. Day. All right, Bill Bender, I'll give you the first shot. Can you name the two teams that entered championship weekend number six in the rankings, and then they ended up making the bracket? Can you give me one, and then I'll see if Driscoll can get the other. Georgia's one of them mm-hmm. in seventeen. They uh, won the SEC championship. I don't think. I think. Think they were ranked lower than Auburn? That is incorrect. Brian no. Driscoll next. They it's uh, Georgia in 2017 and, and Ohio State in 2014. Both of those incorrect. Georgia was fifth in 17 and then jumped into the bracket, and Ohio State was fifth in 2014 and jumped into the bracket. There were two teams ranked sixth that jumped in. Okay, I'm lost. I don't know. I am, yeah, I, I had the same answers, I think. 2017 Alabama was number six. Okay. And they didn't play, but there were two teams that lost above them. They slipped in up at number four. I'm looking this up. because Georgia, Georgia was six. I've Georgia got it right was six. Here. I just looked it up. Georgia was sixth in 2017. Yes. Yeah. Did I write that down wrong? Bama was fifth? Bama, Bama was, was fifth, fifth. yeah. 
Yeah. Now Auburn was not ranked ahead of them. They because were ranked Auburn, ahead of them. Oh, they were. They were number two with two losses. Yeah. Now I remember that. That was which was freaking absurd. That they were number two with two losses. I thought Georgia yeah. was ranked behind them in seventeen. Yeah. They were. They were sixth. Because so then number five Bama got in, and then number six Georgia got in. Because oh. Wisconsin lost in the I big, wrote that down wrong. I did. My bad. I wrote that down wrong. All right. So there's only happens. one team, and it was 2019, and it was Oklahoma. The Sooners. And then they got destroyed by Joe Burrow. They sure did. Yeah. They did. <laughs> Maybe they should have stayed in that yeah. sixth spot that year. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of them ones where you'd have been better off playing in right. a uh a, playing a in the Cotton Bowl or something. Game. Yeah. Yes. What, what were, was uh, what? Let me ask you this: What was a more dominant loss or dominant win? What LSU did to Oklahoma nineteen, or what Georgia did to TCU last year? Ooh, Georgia, oh, Georgia, I Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. But that LSU was, was close, man. It's close, but like I was at the, I didn't go to the LSU game. That was one. I was at Georgia TCU, and I was done writing in the third quarter, essentially, <laughs> and you were just tacking on paragraphs of each touchdown yeah. at that point and just <laughs> thinking, how am I going to, and then you, you were hoping Kirby would say good stuff after which he did. So right. that was the worst championship so, game. So one was 38, seven at halftime. That would right. be the Georgia game. And then the LSU game was 49 to 14. <laughs> the margin was actually wider, and I would argue that Oklahoma team was better than TCU. So it, it's a good debate because forty nine points at halftime. Yeah, that the was difference the is, is Georgia kept pouring it on in the second half, where LSU did not. I was like forty nine uh-huh. points for the season. Is that what you said? <laughs> right. So, anyway. They're so bad. All right. Well, how bad is the big? Can we just say questions. this? The Big but, Ten West uh, sucks. Can we just? Can we just? Since this is the last year of the Big Ten West, can we just remind people of that, how awful the Big Ten West Ooh. is? But a team scoring 18 points a game won that division. Or, mm. or, or <laughs> you no could or. say a team that want, finished 13th in the conference in scoring and still won their division has the defense to do it. It's like, hey, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl like that. Yeah. But <laughs> nobody, they made fun of Trent Dill for all year, yeah. but they still won the ring. The yeah. best play the quarterback made against Nebraska on Friday after Thanksgiving to win the game was he was stepped on by his lineman and was falling into their zone end zone for a safety and softly touched the ball, t- tossed the ball to the running back for a three yard gain up the middle. Well, that's your best offensive play of the day. Yeah. That tells you something. <laughs> can I can I ask one question before we leave? One, and then I'll get Brian out of here, I promise. So Mike DeCoursey's working on this for us this week, and we're talking about how all, the, all these conference championship games are going to have awkward feelings, uh, you know, whether it's Texas and Yormack or Petiti and Harbaugh, and, and you get the idea. Which commissioner is going to dread going up there and give the trophy to the other person the most? Oh, the Pac-12 guy. Ooh, because that's a good answer. Because he's done. I mean, it's like, hey, I put the. I mean, Larry Scott ruined it. You know, he 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 put it in the hospital on life support, but I pulled the plug. You know, like here's here's our conference champion, and our conference going to die tomorrow. At least the Big Twelve guy can say, you know, be gone. You know, <laughs> See ya. The, See ya. The two teams that won it last year are still in it. Whatever. We're going to get Dion and whatever else. Or at least their conference is going to survive. Live to fight another day. 
where the Pac-12 guys like, here you go, turn out the lights. I just have this vision like it, they hand them the trophy and then the lights go off and then they just start like like cleaning out the offices, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. they're oh yeah, we're done, we're dead, you know. It's like I know it's not gonna really happen, but so what do you think? Uh, Jim Phillips in the ACC gets to hand it to Florida State, who's been bitching and moaning that they want to get out of the SEC for the last three years. That's gonna be an awkward situation right there. I think it's a hundred percent Tony Petiti and Harbaugh. <laughs> and you've seen the meme of Harbaugh when he was staring at the ref. I mean, that's the stare he's going to get. And Harbaugh, you know, he's going to have to say all these nice things about Michigan if they win, or he's going to have to hand the trophy to Kirk Ferentz and be like, thank you for averaging. <laughs> he's going to hand the trophy and just give a big old bear hug. Like, thank you so much. For thank you, <laughs> Kirk. And Kirk is, you know, anybody's been Kirk around a little bit. He'll probably make a good joke out of it. But, uh, yeah, I think it's Tony Petiti's dreading handing that trophy to Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be interesting. Fans are going to tune or tune in, even for the blowouts. They're going to tune in for that last spot. That's going to be very funny. So, all right. Well, thanks, Brian, for joining us Sunday. We'll be back when we do have the actual real bracket that we can talk about and we can see if anyone got left out or if we nailed any of our scenarios. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening and watching here on new, our YouTube channel. But thanks to, for listening to uh, – the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted Tea. Thank you to Brian and Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. And uh, like I said, we will be back Sunday night uh, or Sunday afternoon probably to talk about the bracket. And then we will get into all of our uh, December shows, breaking down uh, the Heisman and the transfer portal and coaching hires and everything as we wait for the semifinals to go. So enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we will see you soon.